Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, you an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yeah. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yeah. Think they gon' take it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yeah. yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yeah. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to mine? Yeah. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yeah. Have time to wait? Choose like to choose 
choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose the most? I see it's not like to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? You got to choose. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 shalom to the 12 tribes worldwide. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Shalom, 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 shalom to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, Zebulon, Ephraim, Manasseh, Gaz, Ruben, Asher, Naphtali, and Issachar. Shalom, 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 shalom. Hold on one second, brothers and sisters. Hold on one second. Who? Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? You know what? Uh, class has definitely started. Uh, my apologies. I got to take just a, the quickest of breaks. I got to send, send some notices. I forgot to send, send out some notices. So let me go ahead and uh, let me do that proper. So class has started, y'all. Let me know I see you in the chat. In the, in the, in the, uh, in the chat. Uh, give me two seconds. I need to send these notices out. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Bible Talk. Um, uh, Bible Talk, uh, we do the show every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12 noon uh, Central Standard Time, and that's, that's like Texas time. Um, again, that's Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12 noon um, live. That's when we do our live shows. And then we come back on Friday nights uh, with the Brother Bonabon, who does Friday Night Bible Breakdowns uh, with Bonabon uh, every Friday night starting at 8 p.m. Uh, again, Central Standard Time, go to about 10. You know, we keep, keep the shows right, right around two hours. Sometimes they go about two and a half, but we try to keep it right at, at two hours um, for you, right? Uh, this help, help keep something going, like in the, in the mornings that, you know, you, you're going through your day, you might, whatever might, might be happening, that there's something to listen to in the mornings, right? Because we know that in the evenings uh, you can listen to any one of our other uh, uh, brother camps, uh, located throughout the country, uh, either on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, on, on, 
or StreamYard or, or what have you, something that has different uh, media sources and cast and teaching going, going on. And this is something we try and do at, uh, pretty much in the mornings as that, you know, that, that little morning, uh, uh, like the morning shot of coffee. You know, just give, give that a little bit, just a little bit, that little bit of ventilation, all right? For our schools um, uh, that we are associated with, we have the Sport of Truth, uh, San Antonio, Texas, which is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218 being the address there. <laughs> they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., as in on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. You catch them live on their YouTube channel, which is the Sport of Truth San Antonio, and that's their YouTube channel. Again, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., and the Saturdays with the Saturday class, all right? If you're in the Houston area, um, uh, our class in Houston is located at 231 FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, 77477, um, which is the stream, uh, stream of Wisdom, Stream of Wisdom, Houston, Texas, uh, Stream of Wisdom. They have classes every Monday and Wednesday from 10 p.m. to 9 p.m., then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then also on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You catch them live on their YouTube channel every Wednesday um, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at SOW Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom, all right? And they come back on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. again, uh, Central Standard Time on their YouTube channel, SOW, and that's S.O.W., uh, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom, okay? Uh, for our classes in the Norfolk, Virginia area, right? In our class in Norfolk, uh, located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, the address there. Uh, they have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then Saturday starting at 12 noon. You catch them on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on their YouTube channel, SOW Stream of Wisdom, Nova Virginia, their YouTube channel every Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Saturday, starting at 12 noon, again, all these times are Eastern Standard Times, all right? Then we have our school in Rochester, New York, all right? Our school in Rochester, New York is at 1600 Lyle Avenue, street number 1A, Rochester, New York, 146. 06 being the address there, all right? They have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday um, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then on Saturdays at 10, at 10 a.m. You catch them on their YouTube channel, SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, all right? Um, uh, the other YouTube sources you can uh, reach us on is the Hidden Truth Bible Show, on, again, on YouTube, the Israelite Media Corps, and that's C-O-R-P on YouTube, uh, Five Minutes of Wisdom on YouTube, and Hidden Books. Again, all these uh, sources on YouTube. Uh, we also uh, invite you to check out um, our camp uh, with our brothers uh, Mike Olive and our brother uh, Ash Whitezar. On their YouTube, on their Facebook page, excuse me, their Facebook page, which is Fountain of Wisdom. All right, check them out. Uh, their Facebook page, Fountain of Wisdom, on Facebook. 
Uh, you can be able to tune into their their live tour classes. They do every every Saturday morning, Sabbath morning, uh, starting at 10, 10 a.m. Um, go through the YouTube channel, um, Fount of Wisdom. They've been doing an excellent job there, brothers and sisters. They're starting the 16th cycle of going over the Torah. And brothers and sisters, you know, just like when you uh, uh, watch a good movie, the more every time you watch it, you, you, something new comes out. Every time you watch it, something deeper comes out. You know, and and uh, that that's how it is doing these classes with the brother Mike Oliver and the brother Aisha Wajah. They've been knocking out the park, doing a great job with that. And I'm gonna borrow a word from the brother Mike Oliver that I picked up from him this uh, from his last uh, Sabbath class: being consistent, being consistent. Right? That it's, it's, it is about being consistent, and that's one thing these brothers have definitely been. So uh, we invite you, please check them out on their Facebook page, Fountain of Wisdom, uh, and, and give times and schedules for when, when they do classes. We know they have the, the Saturday morning Torah readings every Saturday morning, but they also have a Friday night class that they put together as well, all right? Um, and then you happen to, if you happen to be in the Albuquerque area, we invite you to please contact Brother Aisha White Desire. Please contact Brother Aisha White Desire for any questions, comments, um, donations, all right, um, if you would like to help out. And you can reach him at area code 505-218-4218. Again, that's area code 505-218-4218, all right? Um, I, the, this time, this the time, brothers and sisters, um, I make a filing, uh, uh, a list of names um, for a minute now that, that uh, we, put together, we put together a prayer list, all right? Um, for brothers and sisters, uh, families, there might be a little bit extra prayer that as we're in these days and times of, of trials and tribulations, um, let's remember this. You know, I just thought of that scripture. Give me one second to pull it up. One second. Um, I think uh, Acts 14.2, but let me just pull it up just to make sure. Um, search. And it does say much. T-R-I-B-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. Much tribulation. Yeah, I was correct. Uh, going to going to Acts, chapter 14, verse 22. Um, going to the book of Acts, chapter 14, verse 22. And just remembering this. Acts, chapter 14, verse 22, and it says, confirming the souls, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of the Most High, to the kingdom of God. Brother, sister, it's going to get worse before it gets better. All right, that that the trial of our faith, the the trials are going to get more intense. Our faith is going to be tried. Um, there's going to be tribulation. Um, when we go to uh, Philippians, let me get that one real quick. The book of Philippians, chapter one, and this needs to be a downer, brothers. I'm not, I'm not trying to say this to be a downer, as you know, we, uh, it is Monday, <laughs> and it, it, uh, it's just about, uh, you know, it's already, you know, having to start the work week uh, here in America like this. But brothers, and sisters, uh, we, we have to, we have to get our minds ready, brothers. And sisters, we have to. The, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get that next. I'm gonna get that scripture next. But uh, remember, Philippians. Chapter 1, verse 29, all right? Philippians, chapter 1, verse 29. And it says, um, you know what? I'm going to start 28. I'm going to start 28. 
Philippians chapter 1, verse 28, all right? Philippians chapter 1, verse 28, and it says, And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. That there's going to be much tribulation, brothers and sisters. And unlike what we've been conditioned to believe from going to church and from from the so-called Christianity, uh, Protestant church um, uh, mentality, that once God comes to your life, there's nothing, you're going to have to face nothing, go through no trials, go through no tribulations. It's going to be uh, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz going to, to the Yellow Big Road, that isn't just going to be all good. Well, brothers and sisters, that's not the reality of the Bible, all right? And that's not the reality of people who are truly following Christ, all right? If we're being Christians, in the sense of being a Christian means being a follower of Christ, then, brothers and sisters, if you're following Christ, what life did he lead? What did he, grow, what did he have to go through, even as a trial of his faith? And proving his love to the Most High, proving his love to God. So if we're following him and, we're, and they say, you know, everybody always tells you, uh, walk in his steps, walk in his steps. Well, what were his steps, brothers and sisters? I mean, do we read and, 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 and look at what his steps were? Did we read where he was rejected by his, in his own house, in his own city, in his own country? Do we read these things, that those were his steps? Do we read where, where, where he was rejected by people? He was hated for the truth that not he spoke, because a lot of people wouldn't want to say that, but for the truth of God, not the truth of his feelings and his opinion, but the truth of God, he was hated to where eventually, and then he was lied upon. But he was lied upon, slandered to where those lies and that slander caused his death, caused his torture and his death. And through all that, he kept his eye on the prize. He kept his eye on the prize. So if, if, it's going to, if we're confirming the souls of the disciples that we must do much tribulation and enter the kingdom of God, now, that was Acts 14.22. Now here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 28, and it says, And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition. Now the, the, the true followers of Christ are going to be going through perdition. Now, the true followers of Christ are going to be, be catching it. All right? We're going to be going through some type of drama, some type of trauma. All right? There's no getting around it. But if we don't use these scriptures to comfort ourselves in the trauma, if we don't use these scriptures to comfort ourselves in the tribulation, brothers and sisters, then, then we're not walking the steps of Christ. Then we're not Christians. Then we're not following Christ. It says, for it is an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation. That the things that we're going through, that it says, and I, I, see, I got to get that scripture also. The things that Christ's disciples are going through is to the world is going to look like perdition. Like we're catching, like we're just catching wrecks. But this is going to be signs of our salvation. And that that's coming from God. All right? Philippians chapter 1 verse 29 tells us what? For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, 
not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Did we hear that, brothers and sisters? It's not about just saying that we believe in Christ, but we have to believe in him and also suffer for his sake. That's all part of it. But now in our suffering, give me one second. Do you want to find this scripture? When we go to, again, First Peter now. First Peter. Uh, oh, Peter, you was dropping it, bro. You was dropping it. Let's start at First uh, Peter chapter four. Let's go to First Peter chapter four, and let's read verse twelve. We're gonna start at verse twelve. And, you know, as as I'm going over this, brothers and sisters, I know I'm, I'm trying to do a segue into getting to the prayer list for brothers and sisters that need a little extra prayer. But even as you know, um, in the time of the season that we're living in now with all these pagan holidays all around us, with all the, 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 the fake uh, uh, love and fake revelry that, that's all around us. Um, you know, just the season type of, of you know, m- m- mentality that's going on, that it vexes a righteous person's spirit to see these things and to be around these things, to smell these things. It's, it's the vexation of spirit when you understand God's truth that all this Christmas, Thanksgiving, the 12 days of, of, of whatever, Noel, Noel, the, the Christmas trees, the Christmas reefs, the, um, it's, it's all vexing because it's all against God. It's all against God, which, which we're uncovering. So it causes us to, the righteous to suffer. Right? It causes the righteous to suffer. So Peter is, is, is giving us some great exhortation. Some great, some great words for us to hold on to. First Peter chapter four verse twelve. All right. First Peter chapter four verse twelve. It tells us, "Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you." Because brother says we could be going through it, and the trial of our faith. That, we're, that our faith is getting tried, like Christ was, like Jesus Christ. At the Garden of Gethsemane, his faith was being tried big time, to where he was sweating drops of blood, prayed three times to, to, to the Father, please don't make me go through this, but not my will, your will be done. That now Peter is telling us, don't think it's strange, because a lot of times we'll, we in a, we'll be in a position but we really will think that we're the only ones going through what we're going through. No one else knows our, my sorrow. Nobody knows that what I'm going through. I'm the only one on the whole planet Earth that's ever had these type of feelings and ever going through this type of, 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 of trial, but ever going through what I'm going through. I'm, I'm, I'm that special. It's Dre Day. For those who remember the old hip-hop uh, song from uh, uh, Dr. Dre with N.W.A., that it's just, it, it, I'm the only one. No one understands me. No one gets me. That I, it's just, I'm just going through it by myself. And nobody knows. Brothers and sisters, come on. We got to hold on to the scriptures. 
Peter, Peter, who Christ gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Peter, remember who Christ said, I'm with you, I'm going to build my church upon. Peter, who some say was the first pope, the first real pope. All right? Peter's telling us, beloved, First Peter chapter 4, verse 12, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Verse 13, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. We're supposed to be rejoicing that we're able to partake in the same suffering as Christ. I know for a lot of people who don't read the Bible, this is probably a shock. And I'm reading from the King James. I'm reading this verse from the King James. Yes, right. Because a lot of people believe that if Christ is in my life, I ain't supposed to suffer nothing. Brother, for those who have the mentality, either you're a forgetful hearer, or you don't study to show yourself approved, or you just don't read. All right? I'm going to read this again. First Peter chapter 4, verse 13. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy that when his glory be revealed that we that we may be glad also with exceeding joy when Christ brings his glory when Christ returns back to the earth to redeem his believers verse 14 first Peter chapter 4 verse 14 now if you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Now, on their part, he is evil spoken of. But on your part, he is glorified. Verse 15 now. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Oh, there's so much we can get right here. For being a believer in Christ, there's going to be some suffering. But don't think that just that all suffer, all people suffering is just because they believe in Christ. No. Don't be a murderer. I remember it said a murderer, whoever, John told us, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. The fact you hold a grudge against somebody, in the eyes of God, you're a murderer. All right? Um, it says, don't suffer as a thief. It says, don't suffer as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Did you see what all just got, got, got compiled at, in one statement right there? You being a gossiper is just as bad as you being a murderer 
or a thief or an evildoer. Damn. And you know when we become gossipers? When we're thinking that we're the only ones going through what we're going through, and we start looking at other people and pointing them out, like, how come they ain't going through nothing? I'm doing this, I'm doing that. How come, how come they ain't doing nothing? Why they got this? Why they got that? Why, am I, why do I have to suffer this? And they ain't going through a damn thing. You're a busybody. You're not working on your salvation. You're all everybody else's business. Trying to judge why or why they shouldn't get what they got. Instead of you working on what you're supposed to work on. You're being a busybody. And from what Peter is telling us right here, the one who spent a lot of time with Yahweh Shai, a lot of time with Yahweh Shai. Some might even say he, him, James, and John spent more time with Christ than the other apostles did. That he's telling us, don't you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody. In other men's matters. Reading on with First Peter chapter four verse sixteen. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Let him glorify God on this behalf. Verse seventeen. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and it first begin at us. What shall be the end? of them that obey not the gospel of God. So brother says, we're going to be going through some suffering, right? We're going to go through suffering as believers. But let's not make sure, let's make sure that our suffering isn't justifiable because we're doing something wrong, all right? That, that, that's the consequence of our choices. Everybody got choices. We have choices, okay? So getting back to a, hopefully a more, a more positive note, uh, we do have a lot of brothers and sisters, families that are going through a lot. Um, so we've been compiling this, this, this list of names uh, on a, for a prayer requests. And what I just started doing was just sending this prayer up um, for, for this, list of, this list of names. And I just ask that each, each one of you um, – that you might write these names down and then add them to your own prayer list, right? And then add them to your own prayer list. Um, if you need to get the list of names, uh, you can contact me. You can text me, Eric, go 210-784-8463, and ask me for, for the, uh, the prayer list names. Or what we're what we kind of hoping you might be doing, please log on to www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull that website up, go to the search box. Type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. It's going to give you a list of all of our episodes that, we, that, that we've done since February of 2010. Go back to any one of these shows that you might have missed, and you can get uh, any one of my shows. You can go back and you get the list of names uh, that we've added to the, uh, to the prayer list. Or for any class you might have missed, which is, this is important. For any of the class you might have missed, and not just for my shows, and the titles of the shows are there, and the, the titles of the shows are there, and they're in chronological order from newest to oldest. Um, you have my shows, you have Charles Paul shows, you got Bonavide shows, you got Kalkab shows, yes, shows uh, Brother Karash has done, you have shows that 
uh, uh, Brother Sashwan, Brother Yashala. There's a lot of shows, right? Again, we've been doing this since uh, February 2010. They're there for your uh, entertainment, for your information. I say entertainment, I meant education. They're there for your education, all right, and for your information is what I meant to say. They're there, so please go check them out, all right? They're there for you. Please go check them out. But let me go and get this prayer out. Um, the Most High, in the name of Christ, please listen to, to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up and restore. We ask, Father, that you might bless, that you might keep. We ask you, Father, that you might make your face to shine upon and be gracious. We ask you, Father, that you might lift up your countenance upon these people that we're about to offer to you, Father, and that you might please give them peace. Um, for our sister Naya, who is the wife of uh, Yahweh here in San Antonio, the sister Naya, the wife of Brother Yahweh our sister Labaya, uh, the wife of Tazapa here in San Antonio. Uh, to Miss Barbara's husband, Mr. Charles, here in San Antonio as well. Uh, to the sister Bobby Dixon. To uh, the sister uh, Sierra Leakey, who is the daughter of Brother David. To our sister Ibadiah, the wife of our Brother Lachama with the, uh, the stream of wisdom there in Houston, Texas. To our brother, Shaquat Gabar, who is uh, one of the teachers out there with uh, stream of wisdom, Nova, Virginia. To our, our brother and sister here in, in San Antonio, Thalmor uh, Mercha and his wife, Waradaya. To the sister, uh, Miss Catherine, who we call Ma Dukes, the mother of our brother Tazapah, to our friends in Albuquerque, to Becky, to Darrell, and to Carmen, to my in-laws, the entire loved family, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and all their children, nieces, nephews, and grandchildren, um, to Gabar Kawas family, the entire Gabar Kowa family, to our, to our brother Kazachia and his family there in Nova, Nova Virginia with the Stream of Wisdom uh, Norfolk. Father, we lift up to you our brother Thawam, my young, there in Houston with the SOW Stream of Wisdom and his family, Sarah and Benaya, who you just recently called uh, their mother, our friend and auntie, Samakaya. You just called her back home, Father. Please be with them. We, we lift up to you, brother, our brother, Thawam, uh, also here in San Antonio, West Beverly. Father, we lift, we lift up to you our sister, Ayana, the wife of a one hire here at the Stream of Knowledge here in San Antonio, Texas. Father, we lift up to you the 
daughter of our brother Tazapah and his wife Arakaya, their daughter Cece. We lift up to you, Father, the daughter of Gabar and his and, and her mother uh, Aizali. I'm sorry, her mother Anagasha, the daughter Aizali. Father, we lift, we lift up to you um, our brother Bonapar and his wife Kwadashaya, their daughter Aliyah. Father, we lift up to you our brother Tazapah and his entire family. Father, excuse me, we lift up to you the brother Kwadashkabar here in San Antonio. Father, we lift, we lift to you our friend and our brother Yenawatan. We, we lift up to you, Father, our brother Gabaria Allah and his family, Aisha, Keontae, and Rihanna, out there in Florida. And Gabaria Allah's mother-in-law and Aisha's mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson. We lift up, Father, our, uh, the family of Brother Sankodas and his wife, Mariah, and their son, Kazaki, out there in Florida as well. Father, we lift the prayers that you be with Brother Lavander, Brother LV, and his mother, Pat Washington, as is out there in California, Riverside, California. And Father, as, as Brother LV is about to go in and have his eye surgery, we pray, Father, that you might be with the physician to make sure that that, that surgery does come out successful. Father, we lift up to you our sister, Quadrasaya, the wife of our brother, Bonabad. We lift, we lift up to you, Father. Um, our friend Sean Stark. We lift up to you, Father. Our friend Sylvia Khan. We lift up to you, Father Shapar, the son of our brother Gabarkawa and his brother Rashwan, and this sister uh, Marari. Father, we lift up to you, our friend, our brother uh, Yama. We lift up to you, Father. Uh, Yasha Allah, out there in Gallup. And Father, we lift up to you, the sister, Ainawa, here in San Antonio, the daughter of uh, Gaya Alabar. And Father, we ask that you might put your name upon the children of Israel and that you might bless them. In the name of Christ, we ask you these things. Thank you always. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, here we go. Here we go again on my own. Walking down the only road we've ever known. Okay, brothers. We are here. We are here. Let me see. Let me check my messages here. Uh, good morning. I have a meeting with the manager. Um, can I get the link to listen to you class later? Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. All right. Brothers and sisters, today is Monday, and we are – let me get this. Let me pull this up so I can say it properly. We are at Idols of the Gentiles, Spiritual Fornication, Part 10. The GOAT. Yes, brothers and sisters, this is where we're at. All right? I need to do this. I need to do this. Um, I need to take a, a, a bio intermission. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm taking some herbs and some medication. And something is starting to move right now. So let me go ahead and take this quick um, bio intermission. And when we come back, we're about to go diving. All right? We're about to go diving. We're going to go deep. So you might want to get your scuba gear. All right? You might want to get your, your scuba gear. You might want to get uh, uh, 
let's just leave it at Scooby Doo. All right, I'm, I'm about to get silly with it. Because uh, we're about to go in. Because right? we're about to go in. So let me take this, this, this bio break, and we'll come back. Idols of the Gentiles, spiritual fornication, part the goat. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right.
alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Shalom, 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 shalom. Alright, brothers and sisters, we are part 10 of this part of the series that we've been going over. Um, to catch with any part of these series, please go to www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, boom. All episodes are there where you can catch up with any of the, the, any of the shows that we've been doing in the series that I've been covering or, or any of the, the series that the Brother Tazapah has been covering with his uh, uh, Tazapah Tuesday classes or with his FYI classes. Um, they're all there. And even with the Brother by the Bottom Friday nights, all the classes are there that you might be catch up and, and uh, get anything you might have missed, all right? And that's why we did that. Because uh, Blog Talk has the biggest library, uh, unlimited library, to hold all the shows that we do. So it's there um, for, for, you, for, for your, again, for your convenience. We've been going over the idols of the Gentiles. And this is stemming off of, of a, of a uh, it's a sub-series sub we're doing off of the true birth of Christ, right? Um, and what, what we had to establish, though, is that a lot of things that we've learned about Jesus Christ and been taught about Jesus Christ through, quote-unquote, Christianity, uh, is is very pagan, including this as as they're about to try and, and associate uh, December twenty fifth uh, uh, with his birthday being uh, Christmas, um, and they they definitely missed Christ if, if they were going to say it by pronunciation. Um, that there's just the whole uh, the whole mythology of Christ and his birth is wrong. It's pagan. And his roots, as far as even him being this morning, December 25th, the setting up of the Christmas tree, the setting up of the Yule logs, the setting up of, 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 the, of the mistletoe and the Christmas wreaths, um, and all, even all the drink offerings from the, from the eggnog to uh, um, the hot chocolate or whatever uh, people have going on, even the Christmas caroling. All those brothers and sisters are heavily rooted in paganism. All right, and even the story of his death, of him being uh, born, uh, uh, a miraculous birth, of him being born from a mother who was impregnated by a spirit or by a god, um, therefore giving him, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then coming from her, all that, brothers and sisters, is pagan. That is completely pagan. But what we would have to do is go and study some of these pagan roots, right? Had to go and study some of the origins of where these pagan thoughts, these pagan practices, these pagan customs have come from. And as we've been doing this research, brothers and sisters, and, and bringing this out in this series, that it all goes back to the very first empire that was established after the flood being Nimrod. Being that the, we are familiar with the Tower of Babel, but remember he had an empire that was named Babylon that was also associated with the kingdom or empire of Assyria, which basically was the whole entire Fertile Crescent. Right? It was the whole entire Fertile Crescent after the flood, and that from his tyranny that of Nimrod, of this man Nimrod, his tyranny and his religion and, and philosophies that he that – he, uh, uh, Applied to the world, applied that 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 he dominated the world with, that he heavily influenced the world with was, you're responsible for your own destiny, 
all right? Uh, don't don't own your 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 happiness to God. You make your own destiny, and you're not going to be, be do not be held back by any of God's rules or any of God's way of being being small minded by believing in God. Believe in yourself, and if there's anything you want to do, don't let nothing hold you back, including God. And if it feels good, the only law is there is no law. Do what you like. Do what feels good to you. And this led to a lot of uh, of the fertility gods, uh, uh, fertility rituals, to agricultural rituals um, that led to just this this mindset of, of liberalism. Just be liberal. Just do whatever comes to your imagination. And remember, Nimrod got this this whole philosophy from his grandfather Ham, who was born about 90 years before the flood. And that Ham was one of the eight persons to live through the flood. That Ham wind up bringing these same, those traditions and those rituals and those customs and that philosophies of why God brought the flood on the earth in the first place. Well, those, that wickedness of everybody just following your own imagination, Ham carried that over, over, him, over with him through the flood, and introduced those practices, and, and they was manifest in his grandson, Nimrod. And when he conquered the earth and conquered all the peoples of the earth at that time and established, again, the empire of Babylon and the empire of Assyria, that stretched all the way from the Persian Gulf, uh, from, from Iran, all the way up over to the, uh, up to the Black Sea and over to the Mediterranean Sea, uh, that... This was the mentality that he established, and that every society from that time, it, uh, even though it's been under different names, has practiced that mentality or those rituals, but just by different names. And that one of the things that after Nimrod died, uh, in order for his wife, Ceramesis, to maintain power over the empire that they had established, she, she presented that she was now... Uh, magically, uh, miraculously impregnated by her powerful conquering husband, Nimrod, by the rays of the sun, which led to sun worship, and that she was now divinely or or miraculously impregnated, uh, and she gave birth to a son named Tammuz. So the Holy Trinity, uh, um, the original Holy Trinity, not even Holy, the original Trinity, was Nimrod, his wife, and their son. That was the original trinity that has now transformed and morphed into what modern-day Christians call the trinity. God the Father, God the, God, the, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, which was going back to Nimrod and Ceramicus and Tammuz, because with Nimrod being died, being, being a conqueror and being who he was, he died, then he got his woman pregnant with his spirit, and then she gave birth to the son. So you have the father, being Nimrod, and, uh, his spirit impregnating uh, uh, his wife, Ceramicus, giving birth to his spirit because the son Tammuz was the spirit of Nimrod come back. So here you have God being the father, or the, the, you have the father, the spirit, and the son. All that goes back to Nimrod, okay? All that goes back to Nimrod. So what we've been doing is, is going back and examining and looking at and bringing out 
facts of how these mythologies have really been heavily inscribed within every society and with every nation on the planet Earth since the days of Nimrod. Since the time people came from out of the ark, Nimrod established that kingdom. That's what we're going over, brothers and sisters. So now we're we're still and, and still going into that vein, that, that vein, still bringing up more and more of these these, these discoveries. Um, let's go back to Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7. All right, let's go back to Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 7. Hold on, do I want to go to here? No, we're going to verse 1. Uh, let's go to Leviticus chapter 17. I'm going to start at verse 1. And a little precursor as we get ready to go into this. Um, when the Israelites came out of, uh, out of Egypt, we were so heavily indoctrinated and so, so heavily um, uh, embedded in the philosophies, the doctrines, and the religions that were in, um, in Egypt, as well as the, uh, you know, the rigorous work week and the, the, the vices that were in Egypt. Um, remember, brothers and sisters, they had opium. They had poppy fields back there in Egypt. They had the blue lotus flower back there in Egypt. They had beer back there in Egypt. They had tobacco back there in Egypt. So just like here in the modern-day world, especially modern-day America, after a hard day's work, a person wants to go home, have a drink of wine, have a drink, have a drink uh, or to, to be able to deal with the stresses and, and, and uh, of, 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 of living, given, given over to vices, given over to some type of vice. Well, brothers and sisters, the same thing was going on back there in Egypt, in ancient Egypt, the exact same thing, all right, that to deal with the, 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 the struggles of daily life in Egypt as a servant, as a, as, as a quote-unquote citizen of, of Egypt and the rigors of what that in, in, involved, the same vices we give ourselves over to today as far as even the, the, the theater, as far as the uh, – uh, and then the, the sexual things that were then back then associated with agriculture, associated with some type of happiness, that was also rampant in Egypt as well. All right. So coming out of Egypt, the Lord God is trying to cleanse us and get our minds out of those things, out of those practices. All right. So in Leviticus chapter 17, in Leviticus chapter 17, verse 1, it says this. I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Um, we went over this on Thursday. I'm sorry, not Thursday, Wednesday, last Wednesday. So I'm just going to read this, but then we want to examine verse 7 some more as we go in, okay? So Leviticus chapter 17, verse 1 through 7. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded, saying, What man soever there be of the house of Israel that killeth an ox or a lamb or a goat in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord. Blood shall be imputed unto that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be uh, cut off from among his people. Verse 5, to the end that the children of Israel may bring 
their sacrifices, which they offer in the open field, even that they may bring them unto the Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priest, and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. And the priest shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar of the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and burn the fat for a sweet savor unto the Lord. Verse 7, and they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils, after whom they have gone a-whoring. This shall be a statue forever throughout their, uh, their generations. So, brothers and sisters, if, if, if we understand the historical context of what's going on and this, this history of what was going on in Egypt, all right, that the Bible doesn't describe the actual the details of things that happened in Egypt. And this is where we had to go to other historical uh, sources, or as I say, secular sources of other histories to, to start to get this picture of what was going on in Egypt. And that the reason that, that the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, we were doing our own sacrifices because we were sacrificed to other gods. And we were actually killing these animals and, and, and doing these type of things in our own homes where we had our own shrines uh, uh, put together in our worship and following what the Egyptians did and to, to their gods. And then if, and not only offering the sacrifices and, and observing the rituals and the traditions and the customs of what we learned from the Egyptians, which could include not only the animal sacrifices, it could also include incest. It could also include um, uh, 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 being promiscuous. It could also include uh, the transgender, the uh, uh, what, what, what the brothers call it now, the um, the ABC mafia. All right, that that mentality and those things were, was very rampant. The, again, Egypt, the wearing of makeup was heavy in Egypt, but it wasn't just about the Cleopatra look. It was about men putting on makeup as well to be like a woman. And remember, very heavy. Temple prostitution was taking place, and not only temple prostitution, prostitution period, was in the homes. All right, this was average everyday life in Egypt. All right, go out there and make that money. Go make that money. This is how we're going to survive in Egypt, and it was okay, and it was okay. So the Lord was like, no. We're putting an end to that. Now, when you bring your sacrifices, you have to be at home in private where nobody can see. Now you're going to bring your sacrifices, and you're going to bring them to the door of the tabernacle. You're going to bring them to the priest. There's, there's an order to how it's going to be done. And for the person or family that doesn't do this, they're going to be cut off. When, when they're going to be discovered, they're going to be cut off. I mean, not put to death, being exiled. Y'all got to go. Y'all have got to go. You can't be around the rest of Israel bringing that cancerous mentality of, uh, you know, one bad apple spoils the brunch. I know that's all country, country saying that, no, y'all got to go. So that, we're, again, verse 7, that we're not going to sacrifice unto devils any longer. So now we're going to go into the uh, commentary. All right, we're going to go to the commentary. And this is from the... the, the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. Remember, it says the Treasury of Scriptural Knowledge. All right? Um, to, for Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7. Uh, Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7, it says, The Scripture now says, And they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils, 
after whom they have gone a whoring. This shall be this shall be a statute forever unto them throughout their generations. All right. Um, now, when it talks about unto the devils, we'll be referring to Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two verse seventeen. All right. Let, let's let's pull this up real quick. Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two. Let me. Yeah, cause I, I want to keep this. Let, let me. Pull, I'm using my phone and my computer. All right. So give me a second to pull this up. Still here, y'all. Still here. Okay, going to Deuteronomy chapter 32, and we're going to verse 17. Give us a little insight. Give us a little bit more about what, what, what Leviticus chapter 17 verse 7 is talking about. So going to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse uh, 17. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 17, and it says, And this is an account of Moses as we're getting ready to the promised land. All right, this was the book of Deuteronomy. The word Deuteronomy means words. I mean, these are the last words that Moses spoke uh, to the Israelites before we entered into the promised land, all right? It was like the last month of that 40. Remember, we were in the wilderness for 40 years. So the book of Deuteronomy is like that last 30 days of Moses just trying to, you know, give us, give us all he possibly can as the end of the 40 years is about, to, is about to be completed, and we're about to go into the promised land. And it already been determined that, because Moses did not give God the honor at the, at Horeb, that uh, no, not Horeb, but he didn't give God the honor at the at the rock, um, that he would not go into the promised land. He could see it, but not be able to go into it. So these are some of the last words of of that prophet, that king, that leader, Moses to the Israelites. So here in Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two verse seven, he's giving a, a recount. He, he's recounting the record. Of like in that past forty years, remember these are some of the things I got into, and now this is what God is saying is what's going to happen once I depart. So in Deuteronomy chapter thirteen verse seventeen, it says, "They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not." Our fathers here is talking about our fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That the rituals, the customs, the um, the religions, the mentalities that the Israelites that we got into, we were doing things and sacrificing um, and observing and serving all these other customs and religions and 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 mindsets and, and and thought processes that our father Abraham never got in caught up into, our father Isaac never got caught up into. Our father Jacob never got caught up into as part of what is supposed to be our culture, which was supposed to be our mentality, but that we did sacrifice unto devils, all right? So from Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7, one of the reasons we were sacrificing the devils is because we was wanting to do things on our own. Now, I'm going to do things in my house on my own. And if this house, I, this, this, I'm, the, I'm the king of my castle type of mentality, and I can do what I want to in my house. So if I want to sacrifice to this or observe this tradition or whatever, I'm going to do that. We had that heavily impressed upon us while in Egypt. So the Lord is not coming back in Leviticus 17. All right, no. We're going to put an end to that. Now all y'all going to come together. Now all y'all going to come together 
and these are the sacrifices you're going to offer. And this is going to be the custom and the tradition and the culture that we're going to get caught into, not what y'all learned in Egypt. Do not bring that to God, all right? So Moses is saying that, yes, we did sacrifice unto devils and not to God. Now, remember, we all we went on First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 10. We covered that in you know, two previous episodes um, about the idols, okay? Now, let's go to uh, Second Chronicles. Let's go to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 11, and verse 15. All right, Second Chronicles 7, 11, verse 15, it says, <clears throat> and uh, this is referring to This is referring to when the kingdom has split, right? This history now that we're about to read about, the Second Chronicles chapter 11, verse 15, is when the kingdom is split because of Solomon's idolatry. And uh, after he died and his son came into rulership, uh, part of his punishment, the public punishment was going to be the nation of Israel was now going to be split into two kingdoms. So when Solomon died, his son Rehoboam became king. And then there was a rebellion. There was a, a coup that was held, and the nation of Israel got split into two kingdoms. The northern kingdom that was called Israel, and the southern kingdom that was called Judah. Rehoboam uh, reigned over the southern kingdom of Judah, being of the house of, uh, house of David, but then the northern kingdom uh, with, its ten, with the ten tribes of Israel, where there's been this split and this division that took place uh, with this coup that took place, was now uh, uh, under the the, the, the the rulership of a man named Jeroboam, who was from the house of Ephraim, okay? So now you had two capitals. You had the, the northern capital that was called Samaria for the kingdom of, from the kingdom of Israel north, and then in south for the kingdom of Judah, you had the capital called Jerusalem. So what we're about to read is the account of what was going on in the northern kingdom of Israel, its capital being at uh, Samaria under Jeroboam. And these are some of the things that Jeroboam now started to do, all right? Uh, so I'm in Second Chronicles chapter 11. I'm sorry, verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 11, verse 14, it says, For the Levites left their suburbs and their possession and came to Judah and Jerusalem. Why? For Jeroboam and his sons had cast them off from executing the priest's office unto the Lord. So, whereas we had this, where we had to have, Israel had to unify and offer up our sacrifice to God, where God wanted us to be together. He wanted us to be a unit. He wants to be as one. Not everybody getting separated and doing their own imagination and just following what the hell they wanted to do. No, we're going to be all be together. Now, Jeroboam taking over was afraid that everybody would, would <clears throat> want to go back to the way it's supposed to have been, where we were all together unified, which would have, and in my, I guess right would think so, that for him being the leader of, of the new kingdom and what was done this cool and helping keep Israel divided, he'd be put to death. So he went ahead and implemented a lot of these uh, customs and a lot of these things that went against the laws of God, okay? Um, and then he stopped the Levites in the northern kingdom from executing the priest's office where Israel would come together in the northern kingdoms 
We will come together as one, to offer sacrifices as one, the way God wanted it done. All right? Uh, verse 15. St. Chronicles chapter 11, verse 15. And he ordained him priests for the high places and for the devils and for the, for the calves, the calves which he had made. And remember, he had, and we went over this, brothers and sisters. We went over this in this series. We've gone over this, some of the details about what Jeroboam did, because this was some of the same things that one of the most wicked kings that Israel ever had called King Ahab, with one of the most wicked women on the planet Earth ever, that damn African Hamite woman uh, Jezebel, and some of the practices and the customs from from murder, from from uh, uh, getting high, uh, temple prostitution, uh, and yes, the, the the makeup and the uh, the the fancy attire. All that going back to Jezebel, Ahab, and them being being influenced by Jeroboam and getting back to sacrificing unto devils. Okay, um, that we 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 we've gone here, and we're we're definitely here now. All right, the nation of Israel is definitely here now. That we can see that even like for a lot of the tribes that came over to the Americas, that for them to be caught up into um, uh, cannibalism, like with the Aztecs, with the Mayans, um, with the Incas, uh, with all the civil wars and strifes, the worshiping of, of, of the bear, and becoming the bear clan with the Native Americans, becoming the the the, uh, uh, the beaver clan, or, or what have you, um, the rain dances, that all that was going back to the worship of these fertility gods and these sky gods, uh, the wind gods, the nature gods, uh, of what modern day people call uh, witchcraft or Wicca, that all these things were a carryover from when the, Israel, the Israelites were over in, in Israel, and we were practicing these things that Jeroboam established and the things that the other nations were already doing. God has kicked out of the promised land, and we brought those same practices over here to the Americas and have kept them going, right? And we have kept them going. The sun worship, for, I mean, all that, all that. But, but we've covered that. For instance, we've covered that. So from there, let's go to Psalm chapter 106. Let's go to Psalm chapter 106 or 106. All right, Psalm chapter 106 and verse 37. All right, Psalm chapter 106, 106 Psalms and verse 37. And it says, Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils and shed innocent blood even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Brother says, I'm, 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 I'm glad we, Psalms 106, verse 37 through 39, that to get some understanding about Leviticus chapter 17, the reason that God wants to come together as one and have to do things in order so that people wouldn't be caught up into their own inventions, so that people wouldn't be caught up into their own imaginations, that people wouldn't follow just their own curiosity, all right, and wind up sacrificing unto devils, all right? So now returning back to Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7, and I'm, I'm reading the commentary. Under the treasury of scripture knowledge, 
All right, and you can probably find this. On, uh, I believe it's a Bible Hub. They're pretty good. They have they have a pretty good um, uh, resources. You know, the resource I love to tell everybody about Eastward. And I just found out I could download Eastward, and I did. I downloaded Eastward to my Android tablet. I downloaded Eastward to my uh, to my phone, and it only cost two ninety nine. So I was able to put it on my phone and on my tablet. One assistant, yes, Eastward. If you want to get Bible tools and get access to these things, I use Eastward. And if you have a desktop or a laptop, uh, if you don't have Eastward, I don't know. You're not trying to study, all right? You're not trying to study. It's free. And then for all the dictionaries, uh, except for the, you know, obviously getting it on the phone, that costs two ninety nine. But to get it on your desktop. And all the different modules and resources and reference books and dictionaries and commentaries uh, and maps that are available to you for free is there, right? It's there. So I'm in a commentary for Leviticus chapter 17 verse 7, and it's called the Treasury of Scripture Knowledge Commentary. And now they have defined devils, all right? They, they give the reference to other scriptures dealing with unto devils. And now they also now going to go into the definition of devils. So I'm reading this definition of devils from uh, Leviticus chapter 17, verse 7. Uh, and we're going to be reading uh, this definition from there, okay? Devils. Now, devils comes from Seer M. Uh, Sarayim would be that in Hebrew. Now, y'all remember from the reading, remember Esau dwelt where? In Mount Seir. All right? The word devils is derived from that word seer. And it's seer uh, or seriam or uh, – uh, let me look that up. Let me, let me stop playing. Let me look up seer and get the proper Hebrew, S-E-I-R. King James with the strong concordance, seer. It's from the Hebrew word 8165. And 8165, let me look this up in my dictionary. For the word seer, right? It comes from the uh, strong concordance number. H one eight one six five. All right, two seconds, brother and sisters. Two seconds. All right, seer, which is shayar. All right, shayar is how how we would say seer in the ancient Hebrew would be shayar. All right. Um, So Mount Seir is Sha'ayar, okay? But we're finding out now, we're finding out that the word devils, in this case here, is translated Sha'ayar Yum, Sha'ayar Yum. The word devils is translated from the word Sha'ayar Yum, Okay? 
This is uh, this this is not me, brothers and sisters. This is from the treasury of scriptural knowledge. Their definition. So, so and now when you read it, which I hope y'all do, it's seirim, seir, S-E-I-R-I-M. But we know for the, in Hebrew it's Sa'arya, sa, I just read it. Come on, Mr. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited because I want to, I want to, I want to really want to bring this out. So it's Shai Yar, not Sharayim, or, but it's Shai Yar. And then for it to be plural, it's Shai uh, Yar Yum. All right, Shai Yar Yum. Uh, so let me pull this back up. So devils. Shayaryum. It says it properly signifies hairy or hairy ones. Ain't that something, brothers and sisters? And it's something that Esau <laughs> and the Edomites, Esau, who was known for being hairy, and that he was so hairy that when he had when he had to, to supplant. Esau for his blessing and, and pretend like he was him, his mother took goat skin and put it on the back of his hand, his hands, and on the back of his neck. So that when Jacob felt how hairy he was, he said, truly, this is my son Esau. There ain't nobody hairy like him. It's just ironic. Is it ironic or is it, is it, it, was this done uh, on purpose? So, Se'aryum properly signifies hairy or hairy ones, and hence is used not only for he-goats, but also for some fabulous beings or Sylvian gods, to whom was ascribed the form of goats. So, these devils, they were given the form of goats. Okay, being hairy and given the form of goats. We're leading here somewhere with this, okay? Reading on. Maimonides says that the Zabian idolaters worship demons under the form of goats, and that this custom, being spread among other nations, gave occasion to this precept. He goats, however, are probably intended here. When, uh, which were objects of divine honor among the Egyptians under the name or honor among the Egyptians under the name of Mendes. So what I want to bring some attention to, brothers and sisters, is that, yeah, the, you had the actual animals, the actual goats, but I want you to pay, did y'all pay attention to, it says that they were objects of divine honor. Not just the fact that it was, well, it was at the actual animal, the goats, but there was something else behind that divine honor. There was something else that, 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 this, that they were called devils that our people were sacrificing to. It didn't say that, that they were sacrificing devils. Most I didn't say that we were sacrificing the animals. He said we were sacrificing to devils, to Sha'aryam, to goats, Okay. Check it out now. Herodotus says that all goats were worshipped in Egypt, but particularly he goats. 
From these seem to have sprung Pan, Salinas, and the innumerable uh, herd of those imaginary beings, fawns, satyrs, uh, dryads, etc., all woodland gods and held in veneration by the Greeks and the Romans. Now, brothers, that's the definition. But what I want to bring, what I'm going to bring to our attention is one thing we can look at. Well, if I can say it right, we know and we associated the pentagram with devil worship. Right, the five points of the pentagram being the, the, the goat's head, like the chin of the goat, the two ears, the two horns, um, that that represents the goat, a goat. And we've been, we've been taught to associate that with the devil. But brothers and sisters, the animal wasn't the problem. We were sacrificing our children to devils, to the goats who had great honor. And that now this was something that was also very heavily practiced among the Greeks and the Romans, who got most of their mythology um, from Egypt. And Egypt got it from Babylon. Okay? Now, what I want to try to bring to our attention is, well, let me see if I can read a little bit more of this. When the scripture goes on to say to go a horn. Right, when the scripture goes on to say in Luke, uh, Leviticus chapter 70, verse 7, to go a horn, it says, through this, through this phrase is equivalent in scripture to that of committing idolatry. Yet it is to be taken sometimes in a literal sense. Baal and Ashtoreth were worshipped with obscene rites, and public prostitution formed a great part of the worship among the Egyptians, Moabites, Canaanites, Greeks, and Romans. Okay? So we we have so covered, and there's so much more we could get into with the Baal pure worship, with the Ashtoreth, Astarte, Aphrodite, um, Dionysus, Bacchus, um, Apollo, Zeus worship. We've been covered that, brothers and sisters. But this was heavy. And it did lead to temple, uh, public prostitution. Not just temple prostitution, it led to public prostitution. And that these things were observed among the Egyptians, Moabites, Canaanites, Greeks, and the Romans. All right? Now, brothers and sisters, what I want to bring our attention to about, this, about the goats. Now, I know in English, it's called goat here in English, and the hairy ones. But brothers and sisters, think about this for a, a second. And I did this search. What was one thing that the Greeks also introduced to the world? As we get ready to come to the year 2024, they introduced the Olympics, where athletes would, 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 would uh, compete in different events. And then the champions, the greatest of, of individuals in, in, in these particular uh, uh, sporting events, would be honored and damn near deified. 
that they were that they were, got the cheer and the veneration of all peoples, that they were the best, and that they got their fame and fortune for being the best, to where they could boast. We see that 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 was heavy among the Greeks, and not only just in, in like in sporting events, but even with their their gymnasium, with the bodybuilding, with the reason we're wearing togas, uh, says you can show off as much skin as possible, so that you might be known as that that uh, Adonis, having that Greek god body, having that perfect body, that muscular. Uh, uh, square jaw, clean shaved look, and that you were the best, that you were the greatest, and that you would be honored and in different types of ways. And we saw brothers and sisters among the Greek society. We can see that obviously also among the Roman society to be the greatest poet, to be the greatest. Uh, uh, you, you name it, whatever event was there, that you would now be the greatest, and you would be honored, and it would be all about you, all about you and your ability and your, quote, unquote, God-given talent, and that you were to be admired, and you could boast, and that to get, even with the, the Greeks, to have the children caught up into the sporting events. Yeah, the children called to these things, and that was done as a worship to the Greeks, to their Greek gods. That children's minds caught up into these type of things. Brothers and sisters, when, when we go back and read about in Egypt, did not, didn't Egypt have the treasure cities of different pharaohs? And didn't different pharaohs once always build bigger and more magnificent and more extravagant uh, if it was, if you will, uh, museums or, 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 or monuments from the pyramids to the treasure cities of Ramses to, to um, the different libraries that they had to build bigger and better. So the bigger it was, the more extravagant it was, the more powerful this person was to be recognized, to have your name written in, this, in stone, that you were the greatest, that you were in this hall of fame that you could boast that you were the greatest of all time, that you were the GOAT. When we go to Psalms, chapter 49, when we go to Psalms, chapter 49, verses 6 through 9, Psalms, chapter 49, verses 6 through 9, and it reads, They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves, in the multitude of their riches. Do you hear what's going on here, brothers and sisters? This mentality is being addressed. David is addressing this here in the 49 Psalms about they that trust in their wealth and boast. That's the, this is what we're going to key on right now, brothers and sisters. Boasting, you're the greatest. Boasting, you're, you are famous. Remember, brothers and sisters, what was going on on the other side of the flood that God was so angry with some of the practices that was going on? Everybody wanted to make a name for themselves. Everybody wanted to make a name for themselves. What did Nimrod do when he came on, on after the flood? The earth was getting, got repopulated, started building cities and towns. 
Nimrod came and started conquering and taking over to make a name for himself. What did he encourage everybody else to do in that, that first Babylon empire and the Syrian empire? Make a name for yourself. Don't just be common. Make a name for yourself. And by your will, your self-determination, by your hard work, you can be the greatest. You can be all you can be. You can boast yourself. You can boast yourself. Brothers and sisters, this mentality was very rapid in Egypt, coming from its origins in Babylon with Nimrod. Very heavy. That's why David's addressing this. They that trust, Psalm chapter 49, verse 6, they that trust in their, in their, in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For all that you can boast yourself about, that you got this and you achieved that or whatever, you can't redeem your brother. Now, obviously, this redeem doesn't mean like, like buy out of slavery, buy out of captivity. I mean, if, when it's time for a loved one to die, they're going to die. And all your money, all your boasting, all the hard work that you, that you did, all the hours you spent in the gym, all the hours you spent in, in, in your craft, all the hours you spent, spent on, your, on your musical instrument, all the hours you spent to, to, in entertainment, all the hours you spent to be the greatest at whatever it is you're doing, in the end, you can't save a loved one. For all the greatness that you have achieved within, this, within your society, and when I say your society, I'm talking about the society of, uh, I did this, I might, I might, if I have time, I might do it. Have you ever done a Google search on how many Hall of Fames there are? Well, listen, there's Hall of Fames, there's high, high schools have Hall of Fames and Ring of Honors. High schools, let alone colleges, have Hall of Fames and Ring of Honors. Then you have states. They have Hall of Fames and Ring of Honors, Rings of Honor. Then you have associations that have Hall of Fames and Rings of Honor. And then then you got different uh, genres. You got the Academy, Hollywood Academy, actors. Hall of Fame. You have a Poets Hall of Fame. You have the Pulitzer's Hall of Fame. We have the, uh, 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 obviously, the Grammys being uh, uh, for, for, uh, recognized for fame. That I got dizzy looking at how many Hall of Fames that there are. You name it, there's a Hall of Fame. Why do we have the Guinness Book of World Records? Why do we have Ripley's, believe it or not, so you can be known as the greatest? So you can put all your energy, put whatever it is, all your energy, all your thought process, all your mentals into being the greatest. Being what? The GOAT. The greatest of all time. So you can boast yourself. Brothers and sisters, this mentality, how many of us, now, so we're not here sacrificing actual animals. We're not taking, no, we don't have goats in the backyard, and we're sacrificing them in honor 
of, of a God, but how many of us are trying to achieve some type of status where our name will last forever? See our name in the lights. On Broadway. Being recognized for not just participation trophy, but being recognized as um, uh, first team defense, first team offense, Pro Bowl, the all-star team, Little League all-stars. Come on, bro. If we can't see it, this is rampant within society, and we can see this mentality. What, what connects the dots from America to, right now to Rome, to Greece, and to Egypt? We all have this, have this mentality about you want to be the greatest, and your name means something. And what will the person do to sacrifice to have their name be, mean something? Where is the person's self-esteem at? If they feel like they're a nobody, but mind you, brothers and sisters, I've been thinking about the scripture, I want, and I'm just going to kind of quote it right now, paraphrase it. Remember, Christ made himself of no reputation. Y'all remember that? Christ made himself of no reputation. When he, when he was asked, are you the king of the Jews? What did Christ say? Thou sayest. Did somebody tell you that? He never boasted, but we see others doing what? Boasting. I am somebody. Boasting. And remember what Christ said. I, got, I guess I got to get it now, brother and sister. I got, I got to get it now because it just came to my, my mind, and it fits right now. Let me go back to my Bible. So I'm trying to prove this point. And I hope I didn't, rush, I didn't rush this too much. I hope I didn't rush this too much. This is going to be hard to um, A-N-O-T, another N-A name. Um, it's just 16 verses. Let me see here. Check this out, brothers and sisters. St. John, chapter 5, verse 43. St. John, chapter 5, verse 43. St. John, I'm going to start at verse 41. I'm going to start at St. John chapter 5, verse 41. St. John chapter 5, verse 41. It says, this is now, these are the words of Christ in red. So I hope you, I hope you in, in your time, might be reading along. St. John chapter 5, verse 41, and it says, I received not honor from men. Did we hear I receive not honor from men. Christ wasn't doing what he was doing so he can get the praise of men, so he can get pats on the back from men, so he can get acknowledged by men that he is somebody because men are saying something. Christ got his. Christ was recognized because he obviously gave God the glory, not just in word. Christ in, how many times did Christ heal people and say, don't tell no one? That's the life of Christ, brothers and sisters. Y'all remember, that was the life of Christ. I don't want to praise. But whenever the, the uh, uh, John, 
or uh, uh, prophets when we're talking to the angels. I'm going to go and worship and say, no, I'm of your fellow servants. I'm of your brethren, your fellow servants. Worship God. It was never about, when, when we read about uh, with different angels visited different, different, uh, uh, different people in the Bible, they would, ask them for, they would ask the angel for their name. Like when Jacob wrestled that angel, he asked the angel for his name that he might give him some honor. The angel didn't say a, a word. The angel didn't give him his name because it wasn't about getting that angel now being worshipped and honored and, 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 and sacrificed to for his name, which is what we like to do, get your name in lights. So St. John chapter 5, verse 41. I receive not honor from men, verse 42, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. Ooh. Verse 43, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one from another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? So one thing we can connect, one common denominator we can look at from America, uh, Rome, Greece, Egypt, and every society in between that stresses in that, that's contained in, the, in, in those parameters. Is about making a name for yourself, being the greatest, being recognized as one of the greatest. Have your name name in the lights that you are one of the great. You are one of the greatest of all time. How much mental energy? How much? How, how much time? How much money is spent on somebody? being famous so they can receive honor, so they can get that gold medal, so they can get recognized, so they can get that gold statue, so they can get that, the, that just that moniker. Come on. In music, how, how, how many debates should it be about who your top five? Top five rappers. Top five lyricists. Top five uh, 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 gospel singers. Top five uh, uh, country music singers. Top ten. The fifty, the fifty greatest. The who's who of black, uh, of black people. The who's who of, of, of business. The Forbes five hundred list. Come on, y'all. It's so, it's, it's somewhere, it's so much around us. It, that, that mentality is all around us. Going back. Going back. I'm going to read Psalm chapter 49, verse 6 through 9 again. Psalm chapter 49, verses 6 through 9. They that trust in their riches, I'm sorry, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any can by any means redeem his brother. No gift to God 
a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceases forever, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. When God wants that, that, that spirit back, all, all you did to boast, to get wealth, to get famous, to get whatever, when that person is gone, you can't bring them back. And all that you sacrificed, all that you did to get your name in lights, to get your name known, to be recognized. Come on, brothers and sisters. And there's so many scriptures in my mind now. Do nothing by strife and vain glory. You're so vain. Everything's got to be about you and so self-centered that you can boast. You don't know me. You don't know me. From you don't know me to what? What's my name? Come on, y'all. Come on. Go to Psalms, chapter 94. Go to Psalms, chapter 94, and we're going to be verses 1 through 8. Psalms, chapter, Psalms, chapter 94, verses 1 through 8. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show yourself, show thyself. Verse 2, lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth. Render a reward to the proud. Are we here what's being said? God, God, bring vengeance, and God, reward the proud. Verse 3, Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? Verse 4. How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. We're gonna read it. We're gonna read it, brother and sister. But remember, it says, "Don't boast yourself." But let, let another phrase be. How many of us have a, have a checklist of all the great accomplishments that we've done, and we feel that we're being slighted and we're not being recognized for how great, how good. Uh, uh, that that we're not being uh, respected or recognized as human beings. We're not being respected and recognized for what we bring to the table. We're not being respected and recognized for who we are. That they must not know who I am. They must not know how I get down. Come on, if this ain't our mentality and our in our opinions, but if we're really what David is saying right here, verse three, Lord, Psalms ninety-four and three, Lord. How long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? Are you hearing triumph? Verse 4, how long shall they utter hard, utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves about their accomplishments, about their skills, about who they are, about how they get down. The complete opposite of being humble, the absolute 180-degree opposite of being humble. What could be more humble? Be more hum. What's how? Please show me another way. How much? If there's another level of humbleness, please let me know. That when when you do alms, like Christ said, like the, the most humble. 
entity on the, uh, in the universe, when you do alms, when you do something good, don't blow a horn. If you do something good, don't tell nobody, don't tell nobody about it. When you do, you do alms, do it in secret, do it in private. And the Lord will reward you openly. But how many people do things so they can get some type of praise and recognition? And how many of us get mad because we feel that what, all the hard work we do is not appreciated? All that we do is not recognized. Brothers and sisters, I'm trying to bring it to the attention that we sacrifice unto devils. We sacrifice unto, uh, yes, the actual physical manifestation was a goat. But the purpose of the goat was to get honor. That you put the work in so you could be recognized. How many of us account your self-esteem on these same principles for how you look, for how you dress, for how much money you have or don't have, for, 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 for where you live, what kind of car you drive or don't drive? Yeah, people are going to think you're a nobody. Come on, y'all. Come on, man. I like what Bonabar be asking in his classes. I, I, I'm, I'm going to use that, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying his name. For all the archaeological uh, findings that are done in, in, in the Middle East, or what they call the Middle East, in Jerusalem, in Egypt, have they actually found Christ's house yet? Where was Christ's mansion? Have they actually found where his palace was? Where his palace was, that obviously had had the moat. It was in a gated community. Have, have they found that yet? And where he had the, the, the uh, you know, the secret safes. And obviously, you know, it had had the guard towers for his own private security. And all the archaeological digs, where is was Christ's mansion? Come on, man. Come on, y'all. And, I, and I, as I just watched the movie Conan, what got Conan in his fame and glory? Was it because how hard he fought as a gladiator? And the body that he had, that he had, come on, you had to have uh, a, a six-time Mr. Universe play the part of Conan in Arnold Schwarzenegger? Come on, man. Come on, y'all, for real. How many actors have to star themselves to get these roles and, and so they get body sculpted themselves so they can make sure they get that fame and get that glory? How many women have to get a gratuitous nude scene? First you get the money, you didn't get the power, then you get the respect. Verse 5, Psalm 94, verse 5. They break in pieces thy people. What do the proud do with all their boasting? They break in pieces thy people. You know, this, this crabs in a barrel. They're going to step over or do whatever it takes to get fame, glory, shine. That their name might be in lights. That they might be recognized. And not just in, in, in the music uh, entertainment industry. Again, it could be, there's a Hall of Fame for engineers. There's a Hall of Fame for physicists. 
What y'all think the Pulitzer Peace Prize is about? Come on, y'all. We, we, we have to look at these things. We have to open our eyes. They're, they're open, but we got to open them a little bit wider. There it says, Psalm 794, verse 5. They break in pieces my people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. They don't give a damn about nobody because it's about them getting their fame, becoming the greatest. Becoming the GOAT. And we see where celebrities, we can see now where it's funny how a close family member's got to die. Somebody's got, someone now has to be actually sacrificed for them as their ticket to fame. If it was Jay-Z with, with Aaliyah, if it was Puff Daddy with, with Biggie Smalls, yeah, I'm going to the entertainment right now. If it was Puff Daddy with, with uh, 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 Biggie Smalls, if it was Suge Knight, Snoop Dogg with Tupac. It was Kanye for his mother. It was Bill Cosby and his son Enos. As someone, there's going to be a sacrifice to even get to that, that human sacrifice. If you want to get that type, if you want to get fame, if you really want to make it. Reading on. Again, not just for entertainment, not just black people. Any realm of the society, if you want to be recognized as one of the greatest, what the type of attention you got to put into that craft, the type of sacrifice you got to make to get to that level. Verse 7, Psalm 794, verse 7. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Verse 8, understand, ye brutish among the people, and ye fools. When will you be wise? So for all that you can do and can prove and have a blueprint of how, how to get the fame, you have the 48 laws of power, you've got, you've got all these, uh, the, 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 the art of war, you've got all these different things that you do in education and this wisdom to be able to reach to this level, that you have this fame and this wealth and this recognition and live this type of lifestyle. David's asking, when y'all going to be wise? When are y'all, y'all finally going to be wise? Instead of just boasting about being the greatest in whatever it is that you are. Psalm 797 now, verse 7. Psalm 797, verse 7. And brother says, I'm going to tell you right now, this class is going to go longer than two hours. All right, this class is going to go longer than two hours. So if you're listening live through the computer, when the two hours is expired that we, from when we started the show, your live session is going to end. If you're just listening into the computer, so I recommend that you, if you can disconnect, or while you, while the computer's on, call into the show. Call into the show now. Eric was six four six 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 eight two five six eight. Whenever we do live shows, when it says if it goes over two hours and you're listening into the computer, or through a, through the tablet or through the web browser, at the end of two hours, if the show goes longer than that, your show is going to end, even though the show is going to continue your ability to listen to it is going to end. And then at the end of two hours, you will no longer be able to, to call into the show because the, however it works, the, show, the, the server shut down. 
But if you already called in to the show before the show ends, then if the show goes longer, you'll still be able to listen to the show in its entirety live. But if you miss any any other show past two hours, you can still catch it on iTunes Radio, uh, iTunes Radio Podcast, um, iHeart Radio Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict under um, ISBHBK Bible Talk. Right, that's still the name. But yes, yeah, today's show is going to go over two hours. So now we're in Psalm chapter ninety-seven and verse seven. Now we're in Psalm chapter ninety-seven and verse seven, and it reads, "Confounded be all they." that serve graven, graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. So it says confounded, meaning confused, are all they that serve graven images. And what are the awards that people get for being the greatest in your industry? What kind of plaque, metal, trophy, idol are you going to get as recognition for being the greatest at what you're doing? What, what are you going to get in, 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 as compensation for, what you, for, for a recognition of your, your feats, of your, of your greatness? You're confounded of, of the images that you have came up with, the things you have had to engrave, like to engrave that you've made up the Pulitzer Prize, the Grammy, the, the Naismith, whatever, uh, 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 championship trophy, uh, your, your name in, 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 in whatever Hall of Fame that you might be dealing with, your finger, your hands and fingers are put in concrete. What's your name? Hollywood Walk of, the Hollywood uh, Walk of Stars. That your name is going to be there. They boast themselves of idols. Then it says, look, you need to worship God. Worship God, all ye supposed gods. From there, Proverbs chapter 27. The book of Proverbs chapter 27, we'll start at verse 1. The book of Proverbs chapter 27, we'll start at verse 1. The book of Proverbs... Chapter 27, verse 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Don't boast of that you, because you got it all sewed up. Don't boast like, now you're going to do this, you're going to do that, because you, you don't know. Don't boast that you put in so much hard work and that you finally made it. That now you can do this and now you can do that. The scripture says, don't do it. Verse 2, Proverbs 27, verse 2. Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. A stone is heavy and the sand weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than in both. Now, we might think that this is two separate thoughts. No, it all ties in. For that person who boasts that they're going to be this, they're going to be recognized as this, that one day I'm going to be in this type of Hall of Fame. One day I'm going to get this recognition. One day I'm I'm going to be somebody. So don't boast yourself tomorrow. 
Because I know it's not what a day may bring forth. You know what God's finding. You know what's going on. It says, let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth about your hard work, all you've done, how, all you ever do. Don't do that. So a stranger and not thine own lips. Now, he, now he's going to give a metaphor. He's going to give an example. He said, a stone is heavy. And sand is weighty. Man, it's hard to bear. It's hard to put up with. It's hard to, to, to hold. It's hard to deal with these things. A, a big-ass stone to try and carry this around. And the sand, and the sand is weighty. So he's giving these examples, but he says it's, it's in comparison to what? But a fool's wrath is heavier than in both. Why is this fool's wrath heavier than, heavier than a heavy stone or a weighty sand? Because I feel like I'm not getting recognized like I'm supposed to, and I'm mad. Now, all the work I do, and I'm not being appreciated. And I'm about to throw a fit until somebody recognizes me. Come on, y'all. How, how, many, how, many, how many short clips, reels, uh, Instagrams are we going to see of Karen's? This mentality of entitlement. Because of what I do, because of what I am, because of what I feel I deserve, because of, of whatever accomplishments I've made, a fool's wrath is heavier than both the, if, uh, than a, a heavy stone or, or, or the weighty sand. Now, check this out, verse 4. This is how you know it all ties in. It's all in context. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 4. Wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous. But who was able to stand before envy? So, for the person wants people to be envious of them. Look at how great I am. Give me my homage. Give me give give me my recognition. You have to boost my self esteem. Cause I gotta if not, I gotta keep inserting myself so that you see me, so I'm seen, so I'm not a nobody. So that I'm recognized. So yeah, wrath, it is cruel. And anger, it truly is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy that you're going to keep doing something till you get recognized. Because you feel somebody else is getting your recognition. Somebody else is getting your fame. Somebody else is getting what you deserve. So you're going to go out there and you're going to make a fool of yourself. Even the scripture, Solomon, the wisest king, is telling us that, that, that that's one of the hardest things to ever put up with. Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha. Ecclesiasticus or Syriac. Chapter 11 and verse 4. Ecclesiasticus. Chapter 11 and verse 4 or Syriac. Chapter 11 and verse 4 in the Apocrypha. It says, Boast not of thy clothing and raiment, and exalt not thyself in the day of honor. For the workers of the for the works of the Lord are wonderful. And his works among men are hidden. For as great as God is, 
His works are hidden. Imagine that. So if God's works, and he is the Almighty, he's the most high. If his works are hidden, why are you envious or mad or feeling like because you ain't getting some type of recognition? There's something wrong. Because you ain't being recognized. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 now, verse 26. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 26. Be not overwise in doing thy business, and boast not thyself in the time of thy distress. That is so much on your mind how you are not getting recognized, you ain't not getting recognition, you're not being, you, that people look at you like you're a nobody. The scriptures are telling us here, do not boast yourself in a time of your distress about why you figure you don't deserve to be treated like this, that you deserve to be treated like some, like royalty. Are we really walking the steps of Christ? Then Christ said, learn of me. I am meek and humble. Am I burning this light? Why would Christ say his burden is light? And we just got finished reading here in Proverbs. Wow. Didn't we just get finished reading here in Proverbs that, yeah, a stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both? Didn't we just get finished reading that? And we have the Howard Sacramento telling us, learn of me. I am meek and lowly, and my burden is light. <laughs> Take that stress off your off off your shoulders. You can be humble. You can't take low. It says you have to be recognized. Come on, I'm thinking about that, that old karate movie, um, uh, The Last Dragon. What's my name? Show enough. What's my name? Show enough. Come on, Snoop Dogg. And what's my name? Snoop Doggy Dog. What's my name? Charlie Wilson. Why do the neighbors know my name? Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Boast not thyself. I'm sorry. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 26. Be not overwise in doing thy business. And boast not thyself in the time of thy distress. Let's go to 1 John now, chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. Verse 15 and 16, and you, and you know this, man, y'all already know where we're going. First John chapter 2, verse 15, y'all already know where we're going. First John chapter 2, verse 15, first John chapter 2, verse 15, love not the world. 
neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and what the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Your pride is, look at the lifestyle you're living. Look at how you're being recognized. Look at how you're on top. Look at how you are the greatest. You're the GOAT. All that is not of the Father. That's of the world, y'all. That's of the world. Let's get a few more scriptures about this pride. Let's go to Esther, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Let's get to the book of Esther. Ooh, when it says it's of the world, brothers and sisters, it means that. Esther, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. In the third year, um, I'm going to start at verse 2, y'all. That in the days when the king Ahasuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which is in Shushan, the palace. Now, remember, Ahasuerus is the king of, of uh, this is uh, Persia. Uh, verse 1. Oh, my goodness. Verse 1. Now, it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus, this is Ahasuerus, which reigned from India even unto Ethiopia. Over 107 at uh, 27 provinces. So this dude was balling, and he was a conqueror, an Elamite, so-called, you know, hot, this is hot, this, this is Aladdin, all right? This is Aladdin, not the forehead, smell that curry, all right? This is his empire, his kingdom. Verse 2, that in those days when the king of Hazarus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan, the palace, verse 3, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants, the power of Persia and Media, the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. When he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty many days, even a hundred and fourscore days. Now, brothers and sisters, a score we know is what? It's 20. So four score would be what? Four times 20 is 80. So he was showing off his riches of his glorious kingdom, of these 127 provinces, and it took him 180 days to do this. Now, if a month has 30 days in it, if we take 180 days and divide that by 30, this took six months for him to show everybody how rich and how powerful he was. Six continual straight months. Verse 5. And when these days were expired, the king made a feast 
unto all the people that were present in Shushan, the palace, both unto great and small, seven days, in the court of the garden, in the court of the garden of the king's palace. Verse 6. Where were, where were white, green, and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and pillars of marble. The beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black and marble. Verse 7, and they gave them drink in vessels of gold, the vessels being diverse one from another, and royal wine in abundance, according to the state of the king. I hate going here, brothers and sisters, but do y'all remember back like in the 90s, 2000s, the player's ball, and each pimp had to have that cup, that bejeweled cup that they was drinking from, and they were showing off their little, you know, pimp attire, and maybe how many kind of, you know, the, the number of women they might have been de- dealing with, and trying to have the the, 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 the finest dress. But this is that's a very, 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 very small grain of sand comparison of what the same thing that what Ahasuerus was doing. We sometimes we think we're original, and we really are not. <laughs> Sometimes we swear we're doing something, but we really ain't. But that whole mentality, drinking out of my pimp cup, with my pimp juice, with my pinky ring, up, how did, how did, how did the so-called bishop, Don Juan say, gold is for the money, and uh, green is for the money, and gold is for the honey. Come on, man. We can see that in a pimp, though. We can't see it within ourselves of what we try to do to boast about what we got, to boast about how we deserve recognition, to boast how we deserve to be better. This is why John told us, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, the love of the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, that is not of God. That is not from God. God don't give that. When God shows his love, he doesn't give. Well, let me take it back. That's not of God. I'm going to leave it at that. That's not of God for a person to boast in their riches. Now, are, are the Israelites going to boast in the riches of, of, the, of the nations once Christ does save the nation of Israel? Oh, yeah, it says that. Because it's going to be done by his glory. It's, going to be none, it's not going to be because of any gun that we, we, that we, that we shot. It's not going to be because of any uh, 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 booby trap that we might have set up. It ain't going to be because of none of the wisdom of, of, of us trying to follow how East Indians do it, how, how Russians do it, how Japanese do it. It's going to be totally by God who, who by Christ, who the scripture says is going to do it all by himself. All right? He's going to do it all by himself. But um, we're seeing that, again, Esther chapter 1, verse 3 through 7, who was in this, this mentality of balling and showing off his riches and boasting? A hazardous. When we go to Psalms, chapter 73, or oh, good googling moogly. Psalms, chapter 73. 
Tell my dog love for me now. Psalm chapter 73. We're going to read 1 through 6. Psalm 73 goes read verses 1 through 6. A Psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well had had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride to pass them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue uh, walketh through the earth. Are y'all catching this? Again, about the things that the wicked do, and their boasting, and their pride about how they feel, I deserve this. These were the customs of the nations. Do what you want, do what you like, do whatever gives you pleasure, however that, by whatever means that is. And if you put the hard work in, you deserve it. Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. Let's go to the book of Daniel. We probably could read so much more into this, but we're not going to. Daniel chapter 4. Verse 30. I just want to read this because I, I see the time. Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. And it says, Nope, we're going to start at verse 28. Uh, Daniel chapter 4, verse 28. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon? that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? This is while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken that the kingdom is departed from thee. So in the midst of him boasting, while he's just still boasting, mid-thought, the Most High is saying, you better lose it all. So this mentality about boasting, and you're the GOAT. You're the greatest. You deserve. Baby, I deserve. I know tanks say, baby, you deserve, but the mentality is, I deserve. 
it's, you know, Bobby Brown, it's my prerogative. I did it my way. I'm sure there's more modern songs that, that, that carry the same type of message. But it says that it, these were the sacrifices and the mentalities and the philosophies and the doctrines that the Israelites got immersed in while in Egypt. And that Moses from that time was trying to cleanse us from. And that the prophets have been working on the Israelites from that time to today. So with that, brothers and sisters, I am going to have, we're going to call, call it into this show today. I would like to thank everybody who did get a chance to listen in. Hopefully this was educational. Hopefully this was informative. Um, enlightening. Uh, I do invite you to please uh, call in, uh, take out the show, uh, the show tonight, the YouTube channels, uh, starting at seven on SOW uh, Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom. Their YouTube class starts tonight at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please check them out. Um, and also, yeah, the Sport of Truth at Sport of Truth, um, San Antonio, Texas, on their YouTube channel. Their class starts tonight at seven thirty. We invite you to please, you know, check them out, like, share, uh, subscribe, like, and share, uh, and, and check them out. All right? So for, for Bible Talk and to the 12 tribes worldwide, brothers and sisters, let's keep cleansing ourselves. Let's keep cleansing ourselves. Let's, let's, let's keep, keep, keep um, discovering some of this filth that we, that's in us, and let's start working on cleaning it up. Right? So we can be cleaned up, so we can be ready for the marriage of the bride to the lamb. All right? And catch us tomorrow for Brother uh, Tazapah for Tazapah Tuesdays. Tazapah Tuesdays. Tazapah Tuesdays. When? Every Tuesday. So with that, brothers and sisters, I'm going to say shalom.